I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Duck? Hello and welcome to the Roast Boredom Tag, where we roast dumb idiots. You know it because we've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, Thanks man. so much for listening to the show. <laughs> this is me introing. <laughs> Tom, how am I doing? You're doing pretty well. Yeah. I'm Tom. I'm, I'm Travis. Cody for this evening. Oh, wait, no, you fucked the order up, Travis. No, I didn't even say my name. <laughs> But this all right, is all good. wrong. It's all wrong. This is a clamped already. Leave it in. Leave yeah. everything in. Introduce yourself. Where's the boys. other one? All right. I'm Travis, and that's uh, Tom, and that's Cody. That yeah. doesn't help either because you can't see us. Where's right. the other one? Is the more important question. So Mike, cousin Mike, no show. He had to go to. He had a skateboarding emergency, and I know what you're thinking. Oh, did Mike fall downstairs when he was doing something for a Mountain Dew advertisement? No. He's just unpacking skateboards from the back of a truck. Oh, with the same amount of teeth? Uh, I thought this was like a tooth emergency. Yeah, and believe it or not, with the same amount of enthusiasm. Wow. Well, does he have like a beeper? Like, is he on call? Like, like with the skateboard shop? And they're like, "Uh, Mike, you got to come into the warehouse right now, and we need a forklift boy. Stat, Tony Hawk needs a million skateboards. Kind of. That's that's the image he painted. Me and him went to the beach yesterday, and we both Ah. got color. Um, which is, it seemed impossible for him. He's just so pacey, but, uh, he got a little bit, he got some sand on him. So that was good. And he told me that he had to go to work tomorrow and he couldn't be at the show. And I'm like, ah, Mike, another episode without you, buddy. What are we going to do? Uh, well, you know what? Sometimes I'm glad that he's an essential skateboard worker. Yeah. And he's there serving the community of kids that drink at skate parks and throw up face down. Yes. Yeah. yeah, like a true gent. All right, guys. Tom, Tom, you went to the beach. How was your week? All right. So me and Mike went to the beach yesterday. But before, I want to share this experience with you. So as I mentioned, if you don't know, Mike is my cousin. And uh, me me and Mike, we attended our first living wake on Saturday. What? Very strange. Uh... So shout out to my Uncle Bill. Real nice guy. Great sense of humor. Real dry sense of humor, funny dude. Uh, he decided he wanted to die. Now, he's doing this because he's been on dialysis for the better part of 10 years and everything is just terrible for him. So he said, fuck it. I'm not doing it anymore. So he had a big party w- that was awake for a man who was still alive. And uh, honestly, it was one of the nicest events I've ever been to regarding death. Really? What kind of a, a situation is this? Is it like... What was the dress code? Were there hors d'oeuvres? Just show up. That was it. Like, every, you know, someone had a dress on. I was like, what are you doing? And everyone else was like, you know, the kids were in the pool. His grandkids had no idea what was going on. It was very strange. Um, I mean, it must have been sad still, right? But he's like there. He's sad, but he's also like, you know, he's got really, he's in bad health. The man, yeah, right. the doctor's like, look, we got to start chopping parts off of you if you want to keep sticking around. And he's like, no, thanks. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, he's going to skip dialysis and die of sepsis sometime next week. That's what happens. That's a little heavy. Yeah. Sorry for y'all losses. 
Uh, I'm sorry too, but it's the strangest thing in, in which I was able to like, it's like, Hey, the man is going to die. It's planned. Go say your last words to him. And you know what? He's ribbing. He's roasting. He's making fun of my dad, which is the best <laughs> thing in the world. This guy always made good jokes about my dad. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to uncle Bill. Fantastic man. He'll be missed, but, um, also probably the most humane thing I've ever seen when it came I, to an event like that. I'm digesting this and I like it. Yeah. You get to actually say goodbye to someone. It's cool. Yeah. Me and him, we took a minute. You know, we were like, you know, there was a lot of people there. So you can't take to it. Yeah. You can't hog it. His time is very precious. So I sat with him. <laughs> well, yeah. For, I sat with yeah, him for about a minute and a half. We chat a little bit and, you know, we were asking people to take a number or something like the deli counter. The deli nah, counter? You just, you just scooted over there. And then, you know, it was weird because everyone's at the table laughing with him. Ha ha jokes, all this. And then everyone's turned away and crying. And it was like, oh my goodness, what a, what a beautiful, an odd thing. Uh, so that was my weekend. Mm-hmm. All Guys, right. Cody, how was your weekend? Oh, uh, I don't fucking know. I've been jet lagged. I've kind of like not been conscious for the most part of this just because my body hates being on planes. It can like when I'm when I'm actually on the plane, everything's great. Everything's Gucci. Like I'm sleeping. I'm like eating like tiny peanuts and, you know, tiny packages of pretzels. But as soon as I get off. I just hate my life and like I hate the sun and I've been like sleeping nonstop. I almost did not wake up in time for this goddamn podcast. That's how like fucked up I am. What time Cody, is it by you? Right now it's 231. Wow. Cody, give us a crouton update. How many croutons did you make it? None. None. Okay. None. Right. Factory's closed. I think, it, I, I think it's lit- like it wasn't the plane. I think it was like like the rumble strips of the road trip. Because we're like shaking sediment loose from my belly button. Because I think you could go to, like, one of those all-inclusive resorts in Hawaii, get yourself a job just, like, shaking out croutons on people's people's Caesars. Like some kind of Parmesan stick or uh, a uh, pepper mill. Yeah. <laughs> Say when. <laughs> and cut you just wiggle in your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were, I thought you were, like, telling me to, like, wiggle other people's stomach to oh. get the croutons out. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll strap them to the ceiling. And then just like give them like an effleurage around the belly button and see what comes out. I would and pay, then charge a billion. I'd pay good money to go to a restaurant that the entire ceiling was covered in monkey bars, and the and the waiters and waitresses shook out any condiments you needed, and they would deliver a plate like you know long arm and just oh wow that'll be fun wow yeah Dude, that's we great. should open that rainforest cafe two rainforest cafe two super rainforest cafe extra rainforest it's gonna. Yeah. It, it's going to actually look just like a, um, a, a bad scene at a fern gully where all the trees are chopped down. And that's where you're sitting. And it's just just a net of waiters and waitresses going, here's your government subsidized forest destruction. Um, not to be a downer, but that would be fun. That would be right. Different diseases, though. Yeah. You know, instead of like the legionnaires and leptospirosis. It, I don't know. Maybe new diseases. Just AIDS. Maybe. Let's every every disease. Let's call it AIDS. Travis, maybe how's your AIDS? New COVID. Dude, I, it is record breaking heat here in Portland. You look uncomfortable. I'm very uncomfortable. It's it was went up to, I think well, I got in my car the other day and it was 118 degrees. But Damn. I think it actually was 113, 114, somewhere around there. Which is very strange for Portland in the Pacific Northwest. We that shit don't happen. Yeah, I'm freaking out about this, actually. Well, is this climate related? Are you talking shit about Rainforest Cafe 2.0? 
Well, you know, they closed a lot of the rainforest cafes, and this is what happens, you know? This right. is what happens. You got to keep the forest going. Climate change is real. You need to keep those rainforest cafes open. Amen. Yeah. All right. Um, well, so, yeah, I'm just hot. That's pretty much my week. I've been just very hot, still doing the keto thing, so I'm sweating even more than I should. You oh, those are meat and cheese sweats all over you. Yeah, you sweat a lot when you do keto, and on top of that, it's also like 114 degrees. Uh-huh. So I'm a greased boy. You do look like a, a sweaty hog right now. It, it looks like a healthy sweaty, though. You know what I mean? Nope. <laughs> yeah, I mean, keto, what is it? What are you eating? Bacon and, and uh, b- sticks of butter? The kids yeah, smell good. Yeah, hamburger, cheese, no bread on it. Are you allowed to eat vegetables? Yeah, I can eat some vegetables. The like trick what? is you can't eat vegetables that grow underground because those shit got carbs. Okay, so you can what? eat lechuga. What's lechuga? Is lettuce. Lettuce. Let- yeah, I can eat lechuga. I could Tomato. eat sabayo, saboyos, sabaros, not sabaros. Saboyos. Onions. Cebolas. Onions grow underground, Travis. Yeah, what is that oh, shit? Th- those ones are okay. That's the only one that's okay. <gasps> okay. Onions. Asparagus? I, mean, I like asparagus. Can you? Yeah, I do it? asparagus. Brussels sprouts, my oh, favorite. His, his sweat must be like toxic to yeah. anything else in the room. Travis is like disinfecting the room with his like man keto scent. All right, so what do you guys want to ask me? Uh, what's this questions? How many how many pounds have you lost? About fifteen pounds so far. There. You go. All wow. right. When did he do but, it? When, oh, all right. So we're already at the end. Let's the end of the show. Okay, Travis, who's on the chopper block? Tonight? There we go. That's the right thing. Tonight, I'm going to start this off with uh, some, some epic here. Presidential Medal of Freedom. This is an honor bestowed upon the greatest Americans to the likes of Martin Luther King, Buzz Aldrin, John Steinbeck, Bill Cosby. Uh, well, <laughs> that one, right. not so much. And thanks to Donald Trump, we have professional windbag fearmonger, eh, bigot, and the subject of today's show, Rush Hudson Limbaugh the Third. Oh, Ooh, that's a mouthful. Oh, he's here to tell you how it is. <laughs> I'm scared. Politics. I'm taking my shirt off for this episode. You guys Get ready? It. You fucking ready? Tom, you're the conspiracy man on this show. So am I? Talking- am yeah. I? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fine. So if you don't know who Rush Limbaugh is, you've probably heard some of his copycat political commentators, people like Tucker Carlson, right. Sean Hannity, Good Bill one. O'Reilly. And I yes, hate this episode. Yes, even big man himself, self, Alex Jones. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Rush really did lead the way for some of the finest commentators of our time. Yeah, if you want to call him that. Rush is the man that created ultra-politically radical talk show talk radio show slash TV show. And, you know, you say those those people on that side, he was also responsible for people like Bill Maher, John Stewart, Stephen Colbert, Chris Matthews, oh. and Rachel Maddow. Because oh. you, you might hate Rush Limbaugh, but those people were a direct response to Rush Limbaugh. Those, that list of names just gave me constipation. <laughs> that's it's a that's very, how I... There's a very, like, I know, like... The boomer thing is already passe, but this is a very boomer episode. These are boomers complaining about fucking bullshit that doesn't even matter. Probably bullshit that they caused. Yeah. Uh, Definitely didn't help. We know that. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's the definition. 
Now, personally, we don't like to talk about things personally on the show. We're very subjective. It's a very subjective show. Right. It always is. Yes, always is. My opinion always stays at the door, and I never preach. Yes, whenever I talk about my PP and say that it's very large, that's an objective position I'm taking. But that's not political, so you're allowed to go to objective. My PP could enter politics. Mm. 2024? Yeah. Personally, I think Rush is uh, single-handedly the person that created the shithole that is American politics and American news media today. Because we all know it. It all fucking sucks. You turn on the news, you're like, I hate this shit. Even though you turn it on willingly yourself, like you send the neuro, like, you know, the, 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 the synaptic charge through your fucking neurons to press the on button on your television Ooh, every he got day. You. He got you. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you're left, you're right. You turn on the news, you expect to see what's going on in the world. And they're talking about fucking crap. And Rush is the person that's responsible for this. He was such a powerful force in the 90s and early 2000s. He pretty much became the de facto leader of the conservative party. Um, his black and white fascist uh, political viewpoints divided the nation into two moronic tribes that were essentially fighting for two different teams that had the same exact policies. Fuck people over. Right. Um, yeah. You know, there are I take problem with some of the things you say, but um, I'll continue. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So this one, to me, was, this guy, Rush Limbaugh, was a little bit tough to research just because this shock jockey did his best over the course of his 30 years in radio to promote controversy. Like, that was his thing. He just wanted to, like, say outrageous shit. So, like, usually we look for that when you're, like, doing our research. Like, oh, well, he said that he don't like mayonnaise. I'm going to put that in script. But this guy just did that because that was his gig. You know, you just incendiary to a point. Yeah. So no matter how much I research I put in, somebody's going to be like, oh, you know, when Rush said that joke about abortion or he called someone the F slur like that's fucked up that you didn't mention that. I didn't mention it because he did all the time. He actually if you type in Rush Limbaugh quotes, you will only find very funny things. This is true. This is like very his, true. His, but you, you have look, to like you have to have a real sense of humor, though. You have to understand right. That nothing you think is important. And this is just the world we live in. And yeah, it's easier to digest. To, yeah, I challenge anyone to find a picture of our subject tonight, Rush Limbaugh, you know what I mean, with his, with a facial expression, with his lips unpursed, as if he wasn't about to say the F slur. I challenge you to find <laughs> that. So, of course, I'm going to miss something. Leave it in our socials if there's something we missed that uh, you're like, well, oh, he's also this dumb idiot here. But anyway, without further ado, let's jump into old Rushy boy. So, Rush Hudson Limbaugh III, which is an amazing name, I think. I do yeah. like it. Too like many it. silent letters in his last name, but still strong. He yeah. should have went with Rush, Rush Hudson. Yeah. Dude, I th great. I think that's too much like Rock Hudson, and he used to call him the F-slur and say he should die of AIDS. Yeah, so. I did, and he did. <laughs> so, yeah, so he, he did. Rush was right again. <laughs> Uh, born in Cape Jardinet, Missouri. I don't know how to pronounce that. Ooh, never heard of that. In um, 1951 to an upper middle class family. Old Papa Rush Limbaugh II was a lawyer and World War II vet and obviously had very high expectations for his pudgy, pudgy little prodigy, uh, Rush Limbaugh III. 
Don't call him the second. He's a junior. Yeah, he's a junior. You don't get to use numbers until you're at the third. You know what I mean? Because he goes senior, junior, then the third. Yeah. So the thing was, Rush could never live up to his father's expectations. We have one of these scripts, boys, where the father puts a lot of pressure, the mother puts a lot of pressure, and they're just trying real hard, and they turn the stupid meatballs. So Rush sucked at school. He was uh, very shy and introverted, which people found surprising if you listen to his show later in life, that because he's so bombastic. Uh, he was actually a shy, introverted person. He was kind of one of those kids that would play with glue at their desk or like peep into the girl's locker room while jerking it, like those types. They wouldn't talk to anyone. Oh, That's like, fine. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Rush was a tubby little boy all of his life. Stocky, big boned. I mean, very big boned. If you saw the recent recent thing of Trump giving him the presidential medal of freedom, you'd be like, no, nah, he was skinny. Well, that's because he was dying. He had AIDS and cancer later. Yeah, yeah he yeah. was doing the super keto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, super keto. Um, so it made sense that this pudgy little boy would be on the football team. You know, he's a big lineman, oafish. Line- yeah, all right, yeah. okay. That's where you go. Uh, when Vietnam rolled around, you'd think that Obviously, he's a very conservative guy. He's proud of his country. He always was. His family always was proud of their country. His dad is a World War II vet. So you'd think that Rush would proudly sign up to fight. Hell yeah. But uh, he got around the draft, and not from bone spurs or something like that, asthma, anal cysts. Who's going to check? Hmm. Well, Hmm. apparently they did. Oh, they do. They gave me a look. eh? The government actually had business in Rush Limbaugh's ass is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Is that, are you affirming this? The government had business in someone's anal cavity. Do you think that this time he spent bent over in a doctor's office (laughs) is what made him hate the gays so much? He was like, how do they do this? It's like, ah, my doctor didn't use gloves or clip his fingernails. Because let's be honest, butt butt stuff isn't for everyone. And a guy like him, I could see his high alert. I've just been fingered. You think think Mike likes butt stuff? Let's talk about it while he's not here. Probably. (laughs) Anyway, Rush was pressured pressured by his father to go to college, only to drop out after his first year. Um, His father wanted him to be a lawyer. That's a lot of school. Anal cysts and pressure. Like, what a great way to start a roast mortem episode. Yeah. Anal pressured. I was pressured cysts. by my lawyer into getting anal cysts. Something. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you see, Rush had a dream. His dream was to become a radio disc jockey. What does that mean? A DJ. Uh, oh, that stands for something actually interesting. Yeah. I feel like people forget that. You're a little. I dip. do. Just like if you work at uh, McDonald's, you're a soda jerk. Yeah. Well, SJ, SJ Warriors, soda jerk warriors. Yeah. So since the age of 16, Rush was DJing for a local station, um, and when he dropped out of college, he moved to Pittsburgh uh, to start his career as the disc jockey. Hmm. It was easy back then. Yeah. Didn't you? Didn't you have something on the radio, Travis? The soup and sandwich hour? Oh, yeah. I did the Travis soup and sandwich hour <laughs> uh, at the SVO radio, S- SVA radio station. And they told me that it was being broadcast to like half the city. And I found out that it wasn't. And I was kind of just <laughs> like, what am I? I'm just playing music to myself. 
<laughs> yeah, I think- <laughs> like, dude, don't worry, we're gonna fix it. Like, we think we might do like a web radio show. And I'm like, well, you didn't tell me it wasn't broadcasting anywhere. <laughs> How many episodes did you do? How many hours did you sit there thinking that people were listening or would maybe have the option of listening? I think I had about five one hour slots that I went to. And then they wow. told me that. And I was like, well, I'm not coming back. Like, fuck you. Oh, <laughs> well, I've definitely wasted more than five of my hours. So it's not too bad. Hmm. Yeah, but it's five more hours I had to spend in the city. Before going home on the LIRR after a tired, hard day down in the mines at film school. Yeah, watching uh, movies and uh, other people talking about Tom Waits at you. <laughs> that's, that's what that is. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You nail on the head right there, Tom. Yeah. I think black and white is better because I'm also a retarded teenager. That's kind of like the things that would happen at, at schools. Yeah, but you're oh, hearing I, a I 60-year-old love- man say that. Yeah, I love black and white radio. Black and white has depth, and I'm a 60-year-old retarded man. <laughs> and you would take notes and be like, all right, Jean-Luc Godard. Very cool. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Rush Rush never had an, an agenda, right? Like, he became this conservative, like, powerhouse. But his goal was to become a radio DJ, make enough money to sustain himself, and become famous as a DJ. Because, like, DJs back then... And like radio DJs, those were like, that was really cool because that's the only way people listen to music. It was that or a vinyl record, you know? It's like you you had a tax to pay back in the day yeah. of listening to someone's opinions between tracks spinning. Well, even when he when he started out, he didn't do his opinions. He was just uh, oh. playing playing hits, you know? Reading off the back of the record sleeve. Yeah. Human yeah. jukebox. So in Pittsburgh, he took several DJ names because, you know, you can't can't be a DJ without a DJ name. Um, okay, you said DJ name. In my mind, I heard porn name that he couldn't get to work. That's <laughs> what I'm... Porn stage name that was rejected at one point for another. So now that you've lined that up, go ahead. Cody, okay, here we go. Bachelor Jeff Christie. I like that. <laughs> hmm. Sounds like that suffers from ED. Here's another one. Rusty Sharp with an E. Rusty Sharp Bay. <laughs> I heard Rusty Shard. Is he going to be Dead Mouse w- with common spelling? <laughs> Dead Mouse 5? Death, Death Mouse. Death Mouse. Uh, and his last one, or what he became known as, is Mr. Bombast, which I think sounds very like reggae. Mr. Bombast. Here's the next Sister Nancy release, y'all. Uh, the gays deserve hellfire, y'all. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, Could you imagine I, the fun I things cannot. that would come out of his mouth? <laughs> so, I mean, he must have sucked as a DJ because he got fired from two stations in Pittsburgh. Um, then he moved wow. to Kansas City, where he quickly got fired again. And he ended up working a menial office job for the Kansas City Royals baseball team. Okay. So pretty much the standard DJ route. Yep. So Rush was there hating life, and then opportunity knocked. Okay. This is the this is the Bing moment. This is when like everything comes together, and he starts his career for real. So in 1984, KFBK AM Sacramento had recently Ooh. fired their shock jockey, a guy named Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> Not nice. Robert Morton. Wow. For saying a derogatory Chinaman joke. 
Wait, what year is this, and why did anyone care? 84. 84. What could he have said? Would you like to know the joke that this not yes! Robert Downey Jr. said? Yes. Okay, so there's a Swede, a Norwegian, and a Chinaman. Uh, they're all hired uh, to work on the railroad. The foreman tells the Swede, you're in charge of setting the railroad ties. He tells the Norwegian, you're in, tied, you're in charge of hammering down the ties. And then he tells the Chinaman, you're in charge of supplies. They all nod in agreement. The foreman leaves. A few days later, the foreman shows up to see the Swede and the Norwegian and sees the Swede and the Norwegian. How's things going? He asked. We're almost out of supplies, and we haven't seen the Chinaman in three days. So the men set out to find him. But just then, he jumps out from behind the corner yelling, Supplies! Supplies. That's not now, even that bad. I saw that coming a mile away as soon as you said the Chinaman was in charge of supplies. Yeah. <laughs> because like, like that joke has many iterations, and that's probably... That's up there. That's up there with that wordplay. I, I, I appreciate that. I like that as a honorary Chinaman myself. Yeah, you're you're our safeguard here. Uh, if we didn't have Cody, we wouldn't be able to do bad. the real history. I wouldn't fire anyone over that. All right. Yeah, that's... I, uh, would, I would, you, would say, hey... Would you fire someone? Hey, uh, if you're going to say that joke again, say it louder. Ha, ha, ha. Because it's 1984. No one gives a shit. Yeah, well, this discount store uh, Iron Man, uh, Morton Downey Jr., uh, gets fired. <laughs> and um, Yeah. Aluminum man. Yeah. Uh, that's, that, that's wild. Yeah. So Rush is hired to fill Dow Downey's somewhat conservative radio talk show. I like that. They're just like some manager was just like that last guy was too, too spicy. Hire Rush Limbaugh now. Well, right. They saw Rush. Rush is like this really big guy. He's like younger at the time. Like he's he's kind of seen as like a rock and roll conservative. Like. He's kind of like, like more in line with like people. So like he's gonna not be as much of an angry old man as Iron Man that we hired. Do you mind if I just read Rush Limbaugh quotes every now and then? Sure. Okay. Here's the first one. Feminism was established to allow unattractive women easier access to the mainstream. Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> Very there fun. You go. What? There you go. <laughs> I, I like that. Him. Just interject with random Rush Limbaugh lines. That's what I'm doing. I'm not doing right. jokes tonight. I'm going to do someone else's <laughs> material. So clever. With this new job in Sacramento, Rush uses his real name, Rush Limbaugh, which I think is already kind of a DJ name. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, just thinking about that now. You know, yeah. you don't need to be Bachelor Jeff Christie. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I I'd, I'd just change it up. Because Limbaugh sounds a little soft. I don't know. I'd be like Rush Limburger or something like that. Yeah, That's too. Well, you got to remember, there was still a very anti-German sentiment at the time. Yeah, people were still alive that killed those folks. Up until like the 90s, people were still making kraut jokes. Rush <laughs> Limber. Rush. Rush. I'll figure it out later. I'll, yeah, I'll workshop it. it. Um, so again, Rush never set out on the conservative agenda. He was just hired to do this. He's like. This is a conservative talk show, so go for it, boy. You're the man. Now, dog. Um, Rush was, like I mentioned, Rush was supposed to be a kinder, gentle, conservative downy, but he ended up ratcheting up his especially pro-life bigotry and, like, bigotry towards, like, different races to 11. So uh, he kind of... I'm sorry. What is pro-life bigotry? 
Well, pro-life and bigotry. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that was one thing. Where it was like, only let the white babies live or something, which would (laughs) really be next level. That's convoluted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he kind of coined the term feminazi, or he popularized it. Um, Wow. It's good. Wow. Uh, He would call environmentalist wacko tree huggers, which whatever. Um, And the homosexual community, which, again, we're talking about Sacramento here is right next to San Francisco. And this is during the height of the AIDS epidemic. He used to say over and over again that they got what they deserved. Dude, fuck you. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Rush was actually hired by an openly gay man. The guy who owned the station was openly gay. Um, he would often come in and tell Rush to like tone it down. And like, well, Rush could play this like Rush played this like, I don't give a shit what I'm saying on air. But he was like super timid around any like boss or anything. Oh, so like he's like, oh, OK, I won't do that. I'm sorry. Sure. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry for saying that, Mr. Man that hired me. Another hilarious joke that Rush did is um, I mentioned the whole pro-life thing. Whenever a caller called him out for whenever a caller went south, like if he starts like going against Rush, he would do what he called a caller abortion and play the sounds of a vacuum cleaner and screaming. Wow. Wow. It's heavy handed. It's very heavy handed. Um, It was like one of those jokes that probably was funny while he was working it out. But as soon as it was executed, like the people who like that joke. That's that's more like if Jeff Dunham was a little more resque. It was if he didn't if Jeff Dunham didn't stop at racism is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cartoony. Too much of a wait. Did he? What did he stop at that? No, he absolutely did not. Yeah. I mean, what is he? Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham just talks about uh, you know I'll I'll kill you. Uh, Holla holla holla. Don't forget the Mexican jalapeno on a stick. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham could not have existed without the war in Iraq. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the worst things. You know, people talk about the Patriot Act and how much it destroyed the banks and all of our freedoms, but we got Jeff Dunham. Not see, good. Nobody asked for that. See, I'm really glad because like I'm doing this keto and I'm plan- I'm hoping to lose a lot of weight. And I'm glad that yeah. I'm not actually comedian because I feel like they get really not funny when they lose weight. And I so I'm not a comedian. I don't need to worry about it. They get not funny when they lose weight and when they get a girlfriend. I've noticed that. As soon as like some like a comedian's like, I'm engaged, their stand-up sucks. I don't know what's up with that. I don't know. Patton Oswald, he seemed to have been engaged a few times and keeps losing weight and putting it back on because he's he's truly one of those not so funny men who everyone <laughs> thinks is funny. Yeah. So just to give a little bit of context of what's going on in America right now, you know, you got Ronald Reagan, old Ronnie Boy. He's like the first conservative president to be elected. So it's good timing for Rush here. And one of the things that Reagan did was he reversed something called the FAIR Act. It's an acronym. I didn't write down what it was for. But uh, it basically meant under the FAIR Act, it basically meant that news, when you did news or talk shows or a network, you had to be objective, like neutral, neutral political. You had to report the facts. And if a, if a network decided to do a conservative show, they'd also have to have a progressive viewpoint, a liberal viewpoint as well. OK, um, so Reagan threw that out the door. So because we're in a conservative time, sh- super right wing shows like Rush's can now be broadcast without reporting a neutral 
um, news or, you know, viewpoint. He was unrestricted. Unrestricted. This is pretty much the reason why today, when you turn on the news, it's either right-wing news or left-wing news. Back in the day, you could turn on the news and it would be like actual news. Like, like standard reporting with the facts. Yeah, could you imagine what what how much better our lives would be if when you went to the news, it was like, this thing happened so long, and instead, it's like, Biden's doing good at it, or Biden doesn't know he's a clown man, and then like <laughs> vice versa, because like you're never getting the straight yeah. story ever, like, right, ever, ever. Do you ever, do you ever, do you ever watch that like, like, like what do I want to call it? The climax, not the climax, but like that cusp of like Anchorman with Ron Burgundy, and you know what I mean, played by Will Ferrell. And like CNN is introduced, and they're just like, "Oh my god, the twenty-four hour news cycle! What will we ever talk about?" And it just goes to like opinion after opinion <laughs> after opinion without like any subjective like reporting. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's scary that things are the news when they even dude. I, so I've been um, I've been looking at the BBC app the, the last few weeks a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for some reason I just like I just moved where it is on my phone and I'm looking at it. And like BBC is like it's it's not great news, but it's news. Uh, it is definitely worse because as I read down it, I think the first yeah. one I noticed that was very alarming was Lin Manuel. You know the guy who did Hamilton, right? Yeah, he had to apologize for not putting enough Afro Latins in his new. Uh, movie or something and i'm like oh is that really news news? and then like the next day was uh billy eilish has to apologize for this thing it's just like what is happening like yeah how is this totally not totally not sponsored because i know that these guys do like content sponsoring but there's a thing called like grounded news where you just like click it's an app and it shows you all like all of the different news reports and like where they hang politically so you can just be like, oh, I want to see what the right's saying about this, or I want to see what okay. the left's okay. saying about this. Wow, hold Kinda on. Cool. I never heard about this. I need this. Yeah, it's grounded news. You can pay us. I think the subscription's like $20 a year or something. Uh, that sounds good to me. All right, let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, so Russia's making waves in the political world, and uh, you know Reagan's America, his time to shine. And after four years in Sacramento, Rush was offered to do a show in New York City, but this time... It would be syndicated and distributed throughout the country. Well, hell yeah. Wow. So Rush didn't like the idea of moving to New York City. You know, too many damn liberals. Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. But syndication can't turn that down, you know? It's good stuff. So he packs his bags in 1988 and moves to Manhattan. Wow. So Rush had just divorced wife number two. That's right. Rush went through four wives. Uh, and it seemed like it was very hard digging into his personal life, but from what I gathered from some people saying some of these interviews, seems like his wives left him because he was Rush too was, nice of a guy. Yeah, very that's nice the problem. When you have a yeah. guy who's so nice and giving, it's like maybe I don't deserve to be with this man. Maybe he's just well, he's just trying to help society, and I'm just getting in the way because I, you know, I'm just using all of his money. I, I don't know. Well, what it came off is is that I don't I don't even think that it was his political view that scared them away. It was more the fact that he was a completely different person when he was off radio. He was like shy. He was a recluse, you know. Like, and they would be like, "I want to go out and have fun." And he'd be like, "No." Could you imagine if you, like one of those Trump babies, if he married one of those like 
you know, the, 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 the hot Trump chicks. And when I say hot, I mean like fit, burnt out. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like, yeah, we're at Limbaugh. Let's go golfing and crush some Bud Lights. And he's like, hey, we'll yeah. put together a puzzle. And it's like, why are you talking like that? You're not hot anymore. You're just fat and weird. Yeah, so Rush is now all alone in Manhattan. He becomes a complete recluse, staying only in his or staying in his apartment and only leaving to go to the studio. Um, in the end, I think Rush was was pretty much when he was on the microphone, he was always that sh- shy, inse- insecure, fat kid. Um, okay. But now that he had syndication, he was in the spotlight. The Rush Limbaugh show was broadcast to millions of conservatives across America. And his drone-like fans, this isn't a derogatory thing. They called themselves Ditto Heads. Um, I don't like that. Did they, were they like Pokemon people? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were like little Pokemon squishy boys. Hi, I no, am they called, they They called themselves Ditto Heads because they couldn't form an argument of their own. So whenever they heard Rush say something, they'd just be like, oh, Ditto, Ditto. kill the gays. Wow. <laughs> All right. That's dangerous. <laughs> At least it's honest. <laughs> Sorry, I fucked all this shit up. Um, okay. So it, during the 1992 election, Rush initially supported Pat Buchanan in the Republican primaries. Um, but Bush Sr., you know, going up for re-election here in 1992. He didn't go for knew- re-election. He only got What's one turn. Oh, oh, when he got... Oh, right. This We're talking about... He was going for re-election, then he lost this one. Spoilers, yeah. my bad. Sorry, yeah. I misheard what you were saying, and I cleared it up myself, just thinking out loud now, so we keep all that in, okay? Yeah, so Bushy Boy's like, I need to win again for the nation. We're in fucking the Persian Gulf War. Right. And uh, and, and the nation was just ready for, you know, more of a fun-loving pedophile. That's really the angle that we wanted as a nation. And when I say we, I mean the collective back then. I was four. Do you have any yeah. more festive pedophiles? I can... yeah. Do you have a, a really? married pedophile? Perhaps uh, one with a pedophile wife? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so if you want to hear more about Bush Sr., we roasted him while he was still warm, pretty much. He died. You did got that. A, got a script out real quick. Yeah. But Bush... Bush knew that Rush Rush's support meant millions of conservative vote, votes because Rush blew up the second he was syndicated. Remember, everyone in the world could tune into Rush. He was on AM radio. A lot of people credited him Ooh. with revitalizing AM radio. They thought it was yeah. going to die out. And then that one thing that no one was being asked to revive. It was like, oh, we got this FM. It's better now. And he's like, not yet, no. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So Bush flew Rush out to his estate and essentially bought out his endorsement. Now, we all know, Tom spoiled it, uh, Bush lost his election, and we got Bill Clinton coming in. Right. Just staring down the line, looking at you. you know? I have a respect for saxophones now. When, when Bill Clinton was doing his thing, I was like, oh, that's nerdy. But now, that is a sensual, that is a sensual instrument to put anyone's lips on. It's funny, I never like anyone's lips. Anyone's anyone's. lips can go on a saxophone. Whichever lips, either. Yeah. Can I put my lips on it? I brought my own reed. Reed. Labia saxophone. I know Travis has an iwi, but if there's some such thing as a labia saxophone, you let us know. Yeah. We could just Google it, like CNN. (laughs) So Bush Sr. may have lost the 1992 election, 
But that was a win for Rush Limbaugh because, uh, I mean, as he may have said, he wanted Bush to come into power. Rush feeded off of everything Clinton. If he didn't have Clinton, he never would have had his big career. Yep. Feeded, you say? Yeah. It's- and of course, of course, a lot of those jabs came ar- came around with uh, Billy's wife, Hillary. Come on, great material here. First lady. Oh, first lady. Wow. She was the first lady in the Boy Scouts, too, if I recall right. <laughs> I mean, he was just constantly, he was making fun of Chelsea Clinton. There was like a, I don't know if you saw that quote thing where they showed Tom, where they, they showed a picture of like the White House dog. And then they showed like a picture of Hillary Clinton or um, not Hillary, uh, Chelsea Clinton. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, real slap your knee type of stuff. Super hilarious. Backlash. I think there was like, don't quote me on this, but I think there was a huge backlash on that because like suddenly after that, like Chelsea Clinton became like a verboten thing to talk about. Like everyone else like stopped talking about like, I remember there was like an SNL skit with like fucking Wayne's World and Michael Myers and Dana Carvey like made a jab. Yeah. At like Chelsea Clinton. And that was like one of the more like weird things that SNL had to ever like censor. Just because it was just like it may have been like Rush Limbaugh, like that, like made everyone walk on eggshells with like Chelsea Clinton. Possibly. I, I, I mean, it it did blow up. But the big thing that he started was this the the Vince Forrester death in 1994. What is that? So Vince Forrester was a staffer that had committed suicide while the Clintons were in office. Rush spun the story that Vince was over at Hillary's apartment that she owned in D.C. And had not committed suicide, but had been murdered by Hillary Clinton. So what? what you're saying is that Rush, with all the noise, saw the truth. <laughs> Read between the lines. Right. He saw the message. Hillary. He was. Well, yeah, I guess he was. He's, you know, the he was he was making his own Epstein's before Epstein made himself. What? Yeah. Or more sure. recently, McAfee. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. Rush, throughout his entire career, just talked out of his ass. He was never um, supported any of his facts. He would just make up numbers off the top of his head. Isn't that um, fun? Yeah, like, store. Uh, he just, like, just make shit up. And he'd create these, like, completely baseless conspiracy theories. Uh, like, you know, I mean, I feel like the Hillary murderer thing stuck around for a while. And sure, we've all seen House of Cards. That shit could happen where they cover that shit up. But like, I don't know. The truth is, the only thing we know is that if we had a sponsor, we would do the read right now because this would be the time to lighten your spirits. So instead of doing that, I'll read another Rush Limbaugh quote. Uh, I'll <laughs> and maybe still give us money for it. Yeah, whatever. He, maybe he will. Let's see. I'll pick one at random. I don't know how funny it will be. I mean, they're all funny. Keep in mind. But uh, here, I'll pick a page out of this book that I bought. Um, look, 85% of Democrats think the economy's fine. What does that tell you about these people? Now, I don't know. <sighs> I don't know the context of that. So I'm going to read yeah, another one. Weird. Here, here's a better one. I tell you, Bono may have a point. South Africa w- needs a Walmart. <laughs> now, that's wow. fun. Rush that's Limbaugh. Good. Bono, visionary. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, his, his, his station was actually investigated by an independent fact checker group. They took like a, I don't know, it was like hundreds of fucking things that he uh, said. They found that 95% of everything Rush said was false or distorted. 
Now, That's up there. Now, Rush had a chance to rebut those claims, and he didn't. Rebute them? Rebute them? Yeah, but he didn't really, like, he's very defensive about it, and he would, like, he'd, he'd in a few cases, he would point to articles that he had taken these facts from, and you can just click on the article, and you're like, that's not what it says. Like, oh, okay. You know, like, <laughs> like fake bibliography shit. Show yeah, your work, like he, kids. Yeah, he just was like, here you go. So the thing that I can't stand about, po- one of the things I can't stand about politics, super cringe. And now it, it happens on the, cons- I feel like it happens a little bit more on the right, but it definitely also happens on the left, is when these politicians and like people that push politics come out and say, we're just one of the regular old hardworking guys out there. We're like one of you, just a good old boy. Joe Plummers. Right. I mean, this has been going on for an eternity. Like, the idea yeah. is to always sell sell yourself as a self-made man or woman yeah. to become, but it's like, no, it rarely is. I mean, we talked about this heavily with the John Tyler episode. With him, yeah. Like, him and uh, Harrison both going on campaigns being like, we were born in trailers. But it's like, yeah, trailers the size of Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> So that was something that Rush, I mean, its existence is a dawn of time, but I think it today you have to do that. Like that, that, that is just like, like even like Biden did it. Trump does it. Trump likes to say, I'm just like, well, you know, he said like, I'm just like one of you guys. Like, no, you're not. You're, yeah. Biden no. does the same thing. Biden, and- Biden's like, yeah, my dad was a fucking postmaster in Scranton. Like, shut up. You've been in politics for fucking 30 years sucking dick. It's actually funny, too, because within Joe Biden's like longer standing political career, he's said way more racist shit than Trump ever did. But we seem to forget that. Yeah. Hmm. So but this was something that Rush championed and it became a cornerstone of specifically conservatives. So Rush coined the term Democrat elites. He was like, they're not like us. Regular folk don't want health care. They're all elites. All of them come from like old money. Even though a lot of Republican, like George Bush, came from fucking they, old money. <laughs> if you're in politics, chances are you come from old money. Yeah. And if you're if you come from a lot of money, chances are you're a Democrat or a Republican. So how but does the, that work? Yeah. You the got them on both ab- sides. What do you want? Yeah. The thing about Rush, though, in the early 90s, Rush was far from regular. His wealth was something around eighty five million dollars. He was How, the second wow. highest. Back when that would buy you se- a house. Yes, <laughs> second yeah. highest celebrity in the country, high, richest celebrity in the country. He was not a regular guy. He had his own private chef, a private jet. The guy didn't even fucking wipe his ass. <laughs> Who was the, the richest? Day? I don't know. I didn't get Michael that. Jackson? But yeah, I was thinking Michael Jackson. It was right after he became white and the money yeah. started coming in. My, uh, weird. <laughs> That's yeah, how it works. It's true. It's true. You're all being oppressed. So this, uh, like I said, this tactic would become a cornerstone of the conservatives that you see i mean you see like like she said trump did it fucking they all do it It, they all pretend that they don't have any money and they're just like you and me so anyway uh the dems were in the white house and you know uh fixing the economy that reagan and bush had blundered um and rush found an ally in congress congressman a congressman from georgia a professional hmm. veterinarian anal swab Q-tip named Newt Gingrich. Oh, hey, <laughs> I know him. Yeah, you know, I don't get how that hair stays on his head. It just kind of like, yeah, he's a newt. Yeah. I haven't actually looked at him in a long time. I want to see a how peek. shitty he looks. Yeah, same. 
He really does look like he'd he'd suck the dick right off your body if he gave <laughs> given the chance. He is one of the God. He is terrible. Yeah, that's like a fucking Guillermo Guillermo del Toro villain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Pre transformation. Man, he's coming for you. He's coming for that dick late night. I'm a nutcher. I'm a nutcher. Good. Uh, what do you think his favorite condiment is? Condoms, probably. Mm. Just those tiny pickles. He just like downs them. Yeah. The night. He had. He was gonna start his own cannery with Newt's gherkins, <laughs> dude. Gherkins. So Rush was so much of a powerhouse in the conservative party that with him and Newt, Rush was pretty much setting the policy for the conservative platform. If somebody conservative wanted to get elected, they needed to get okayed by Rush and his ditto heads in order to get elected. Oh, okay. Because like, remember, like the conservatives were out and. Clinton was in, like progressives were in, so they're kind of in a state of disarray, and they were looking for someone, and Rush Limbaugh became that person. Yeah. And it's weird, too, because, like, Clinton and his administration, if you look at, like, you know, the NAFTA thing, like, he really ran the country like a Republican. Yeah. Like, policy-wise, like, he was very much in line. You know, it was just like he was on the blue ticket, but he was playing the red game, so I I really don't Mm. know. Um, Well, the the thing about Rush is he saw the world in black and white. There was no grays. If right. you were liberal, you were like evil, like actually evil. Let me find if you were a Republican, liberal quote. You were good. Let's find a liberal quote. All right. Sure. Where are you? Where I saw a couple on here. Hold on, let me uh, command F liberal. Do it. All right, here you go. Liberals are some of the most arrogant, condescending, smart Alex, but they're just pure ignorant and they fit the bill of people who have, have no love and no respect for the founding of this country. Well, it's not wrong. Not wrong. <laughs> well, mm, hmm, hmm. well so, look, the most, the most liberal guy in the show is Travis, and he thinks that the loyalists should have t- won. Yeah. So he's not they wrong. Should've. They should have. They should have. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so the thing was, was, Rush was no longer just a conservative shock jock comedian, if you could call him that. He was an influential policymaker in the Republican Party at this point. <laughs> what did Rush say this week? What a yeah, weird thing you, to, to mouth. If you don't believe me, former president, conservative God, Ronald Reagan, thanked him in a letter in 1992, giving him credit, saying, uh, for all you're doing to promote the, Republican conser- the Republicans and conservative principles, you have become the number one voice of conservatism in our country some old ronnie ronald reagan was also raking leaves all day at this time (laughs) he had serious alzheimer's i don't know if he knew who rush was this may have been a cut and paste he may have sent that to a lot of people to be yeah it's true Mm -hmm. very true he's like who's this barney guy gets my letter (laughs) out i need to sign it send it to pbs (laughs) it's very true he's probably peeling eggs so at this point, I'm just going to kind of, I mean, we're in the 90s. I'm just going to kind of bo- bounce around Russia's career and just talk about some of the more moronic and dumb shit that he said, and like topics that he went on, because mm-hmm. he said a lot of shit. Okay. He's, he talks shit. Yeah. So, yeah, he's not so much a doer, but a sayer. So let's cover the sayings. Yeah. So first of all, Rush, I kind of touched on this. He doesn't read papers well. And he is one of the most unscientific <laughs> idiots out there. He kind of acted like a KKK version of Neil deGrasse Tyson. 
<gasps> he would honestly be really good for this show. Like he sounds like a proto boomer. You know what I mean? He just scans the fucking like title of an article, looks at the picture, and then just makes stuff up. Mm-hmm. Well, that is a boomer, all right. He was a boomer. Yeah, he was a boomer. Yeah. Fifty one. There you go. So uh, he was pretty much the reason why we have climate change deniers in America. Brush ragged. Uh, brush. Wow. Rush. Rush bragged that fifty percent of Republicans believed in climate change. Uh, going into the 1980s, by the by the time the year 2000 rolled around, it was about 30% of them. And that was all because of his show. Good. Rush also, Good. Uh, yeah, Rush also believed that the hole in the ozone layer was a hoax. Um, and he once claimed that styrofoam was biodegradable, but paper was not. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of the funnier quotes I read. Uh, it really, you know, it, tongue in cheek. Come on, guys. Like, let's. It's a joke. Nah. He's joking. <laughs> Is he? Is he? He's joking. Have you ever burned styrofoam? Disappears just like paper. Yeah, Faster it goes even. away. Yeah, it's gone. And and thanks to that big hole in the ozone, it can get out of our atmosphere real well. We never have to see it again. The, yeah. Do you ever do the acetone and styrofoam? Yeah, that's good. So, Rush blamed the Columbia disaster. If you don't know what that is, we had a rocket ship that exploded. It went boom. Let me guess. Hil- Hillary. Uh, no, he blamed it on the government banning the use of Freon, what you use, they used to put in refrigerators. I thought they were still in refrigerators. Uh, I, think, I think it's like modified now. Oh, okay. but I'm, Don't quote me on that. It did, all right. Well, Maybe it was banned. Maybe it came back. I don't know. Maybe they shouldn't have done that. Continue. So he said because the scientists were not allowed to add Freon, the propulsion, the shit exploded, and he called environmentalists oh. terrorists for that. Now, in actuality, perfect sense. Now, in actuality, NASA had an exemption from using Freon. Um, so there was Freon in their propulsion system. And when mm. the post-disaster reports came out about what had happened, the system that was using Freon was one of the reasons why it exploded. Oh. Not because Freon's dangerous, but it just so happened that uh, all rush <laughs> Freon. Coincidentally, look, yeah. I I don't understand why people are going to space anyway. Uh, I'm glad that the rich people are all buying tickets to get on these death machines and blow up because I think it's going to change the, the climate for better. And I'm yeah. not talking about the environment. I'm talking about the, the, the climate and our relationship with money. I just hope the rich people all like don't go aboard like, you know, Mars shuttle one and then just find like gold veins on Mars. That would just like yeah. that, 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 would, that would burn my like soul out of my body. That's fine. Well, if you buy they can't find Bitcoin up there. So <laughs> it's fine if they do for me. Did, did you see the petition to just keep Jeff Bezos up in space? It's like at like hundred and twenty five thousand. Leave them. Hey, let's get let's get in more. Can we pull the plug? Him and yeah. his brother. I bet you they're gonna go up there to make out for an hour and then come <laughs> back down because they're not going up long. It's just like a little bungee jump up there, right? Woo! No one can see us up here, Jeff. Let's touch each other's tips. I've been waiting for such a long time. Millions of packages have been sent out. Two days. Two days shipping from my crotch to yours. Now I'm about to give you the real package. Wow. All right. So that's probably going to happen. Let's continue. A little little too sexual. I don't think Rush would have liked that. 
No. So Rush would tell his listeners, do not read anything written by a scientist who tells you that there is man-made global warming and demand in writing that your schools cease and desist from advancing the agenda of environmentalist wackos. Get it out of the textbooks. Wow. So just, just, I mean, I, for, uh, this is a, I'm I'm doing a rush right now, but I remember seeing Ah. something that was like 95% of scientists believe that global warming's man-made. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a scientist and I personally don't care that much. So sure. He even went so far as to have scientists or to, to promote scientists being executed for teaching global warming. So this wow. is what he said. Make make sure that every scientist in that con- in the country that's been involved in this global warming be named, fired, drawn, and quartered. It's a little extreme for uh, what's going on, but okay, Rush. Now, being an ultra-hardcore conservative, you can imagine Rush was a hardliner against drug use. Remember, Reagan started the Winners Don't Use Drugs. Oh, right. No. Just say no. It's just, easy. That's what Nancy Reagan was all about. She wasn't just like it was going to be longer. Initially, it came down to just say no. But it used to be just say no, you stupid idiot. Eat my money. Yeah. So all drugs in his book were bad. Their users were low life degenerates. And um, you know, he said that. Uh, if people who are violating the law and doing drugs, they ought to be accused, they ought to be convicted, and they ought to be sent up. Now, okay. wow. The funny thing is, in 2003, Rush Limbaugh's housekeeper came out and told the world that Rush was a painkiller addict. Hardcore. So, wow. And he I hear they're good. Or? I hear they're real good. So Rush had been popping Oxys, Hydrocodone, and Xanax for years. He was actually purchasing purchasing 2000 pills a month and one year he purchased 300 or 30,000 pills of very 200 pills. pills a month yes. is what you just said. Yep. How do you He's having 7 of those a day? Yeah. It's good to have it's money, I'll say that. It's yeah, exactly. it allows that flexibility that we all dream about. So in 2006 he was actually arrested for doctor shopping which is going from doctor to doctor, getting prescriptions from each one of them. And the idiot was having them file all the prescriptions at the same pharmacy. Oh, <laughs> no, that's how you do that. Well, yeah. see, here's, here's the, here is a problem with the hardcore conservative who's driven on the law and talking about, you know, this law, that law, follow the law, because he's all about like, you know, if you commit crime, you're going, you should go to jail forever. Yeah. Um, so technically, there's nothing illegal about going to a pharmacy and getting a prescription filled. So why not do it 46 times <laughs> yeah. in a week? Well, hmm. well Rush hmm. was booked. He, he was arrested. Uh, they, I, uh, the cops who arrested him, they must have been fans because they didn't do the fucking mugshot, which would have been fucking gorgeous. <laughs> um, they didn't? They didn't. He got away with not having a mugshot. They only do that with criminals and Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And of course, you know, uh, uh, when this whole came out, it wasn't just um, it wasn't just doctor shopping. He had about 10 different felonies to his name. But Rush got out on just the doctor shopping in court and got out with a drug rehab plea. So he never did any time. He just had to go to rehab. How long was his show off the air? Then? No, no, no. Uh, I think it was like 
two months or something or like two weeks. Wow. Poor guy. So Rush did so many painkillers that it actually caused him to go deaf. Um which is some- hearing hearing shit is pain. Well, apparently, if you take too many painkillers, you can lose your hearing. Um, now he would desi- he would uh, deny the claim that painkillers lost his hearing, stating that he had a genetic disease called AIED, um, which is like the Aid? the the hairs in your ears like that pick up sound to go dead right. or something. Uh, what- I've heard of that. Also, there's a lot easier. He used to wear headphones all day every day. Well, that's true. He could have just said that. Yeah, but one of the triggers of AIED is excessive, can be excessive painkiller use. So if the guy's taking 2,000 pills in a month. Did I say 200 or 200? 2,000. Oh, 2,000. So 70 pills a day. That's stupid. Yeah, 2,000. Sorry. That's super stupid. That's just a breakfast cereal bowl of just... Percocets every goddamn day. Yeah. You know what? Those guys with weed, send them up. Fuck them. Send them up. Send them up. It's breakfast time, bitch. <laughs> I do 2% with my Oxycontins. No. Hey, he's doing, send them up. He's doing more Xanax than a SoundCloud rapper. Damn. Little Xan, more like fat ass yeah. Rush. Xan. Yeah, little Rush. Little Rush. Yeah. He's fun. So Rush actually did the show while he was deaf. Um, he would have his like producers and like showrunners make transcriptions of the callers quickly or like had some type of computer system like quickly transcribe Horrible. it. And he was he was able to like just do the show deaf. But he went to a doctor and he was like, Hey, if I'm like if I stay deaf, could I like will my voice get all fucked up? I'm like, yeah, you're gonna sound really weird, dude, because you can't hear That's yourself. how it works. Yeah, here's yeah. my next Rush Limbaugh quote. No, it was a really bad joke. Continue. <laughs> I liked it. No, it was good. I honestly liked it. It's fine. Well, you know what? Honestly, no one's going to hear it. That shouldn't. Yeah. Continue. So, deaf people. So if you saw him at the Presidential uh, Medal of Freedom and you're like, why does he look like a Jack Ryan radio character with those two things on the side of his head? He was able to get cochlear implants, which are these two little like circles on the side of his head and then like earphones running into him, um, which gave him the ability to hear again. Now, instead of thanking science, which he hates, or doctors, which he likes only when they're giving prescription jugs, he's thanked God and for this miracle that he was able to get this technology. That's how you That's do it. That's a complicated miracle. Yeah. Now, when did he go deaf? Sorry, what year is this about? I think he went deaf in like 2004. Okay. And then he had one cochlear implant on like one side of the head, and then they added the second one. So he's like straight up like DJ. It's excellent. Yeah. Um, so speaking of actual diseases that you don't get from taking too many painkillers, in 2006, Rush made fun of Michael J. Fox for his Parkinson's. Oh. Um, that's a real. Why are you going to do blow. that? Okay, right. yeah, hold do on that. a second. What was the joke? It wasn't even, uh, well, he did one of the, you know, when Trump did the like, Ooh, right, that's the old what retard he was doing, shake. the shaky yeah. thing, right? He was like, right. oh, Michael J. Fox. So Fox was in a commercial to promote, to promote stem cell research. It was like some sponsored thing. Obviously, Whoa. stem cell research, Rush thinks that's, a, that's like babies in a blender, like baby murder. 
Why do people think that? Well, because it is, but it's also no, a miracle. No, no, you, it know, totally you can is. get stem cells without killing fucking anything. Yeah, no, not efficiently. No, if you want to cook with gas, you're cook. gonna have to blend a few feet ass. Okay, that's the old saying. <laughs> so like rush, that. rush did the whole like, oh, shaky Michael J. Fox thing. Low, low hanging fruit, and said that Michael J. Fox was playing up his Parkinson's for the commercial. Oh. To which, like, Michael J. Fox responded, like, or, uh, you know, he was like, oh, he must be off his meds, and he's playing it up, and, like, Michael J. Fox was like, no, I was on my meds, and fucking, like, the reason, he had that one TV show, like, in the 2000s, and he, like, while he had Parkinson's. Right. I can vaguely remember that. I forgot the name of it. It but, didn't like, go very long. I, it you know, it, it's it, hard. It's stacked. hard. Yeah, it didn't go very long, and, like, that was Rush's, like, like logic and scientific theory. He's like, look at him on the show. He's not shaking that much. And like Michael J. Fox, like literally sometimes we have to do a take for like four hours because like, I'm just fucking shaking. Wow. So like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Huh? They should have invited him on set. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Now Rush didn't like conversation. He almost, he very rarely did a debate because he had no backbone to anything he said. Speaking of Spin which, City. I love this claim. This made me laugh. Uh, Rush once said that there were more American Indians alive today than there were in Colum- when Columbus arrived. Now, this is dumb, first of all, because uh, when, you, when science says that there was around 5 to 15 million Native Americans here when Columbus arrived, disease wiped them out. We're talking history here. I get angry when people fuck up history, you know? So you get angry at this podcast sometimes. We never fuck up, so, you know. True, we have a pretty solid record. Yeah. By the 19th century, those numbers of Native Americans fell to 250,000 Native Americans. And by the time that he issued this statement, it had risen to about 2 million because people have babies. So Mm. how are you going to say that? Well, he did, and he made money for it. So what's the lesson here? We've been telling the truth and doing very poorly in comparison (laughs) to the numbers that he used to pull. I think we need to admire this man a little bit more. So another history thing that bothered me. He made the claim that the Constitution had set up a plan for abolition of slavery, and which is not true. But he also said that the U.S. was the first country to free slaves, followed by Britain. You can't say that. Yeah. yeah, that's such a weird thing to like attest to. Well, yeah, was it? Didn't Britain not have slaves? Britain like, ab- long before us? Britain they- abol- yeah, Britain abolished slavery in 1833, and about 20 countries before uh, the Emancipation Emancipation Proclamation, about 20 countries had abolished slavery before the United States, including yeah. Japan, Russia, France, Mexico, Denmark. The list goes on. Yeah, I I really do wish that conservatives would stop talking about slavery altogether because there's like, yes, there are some things. Yes, Pepsi and Coca-Cola and McDonald's are adopting some of these things and they're annoying. And it's like, yeah, we know, like, yeah, we did bad things, you know, uh, history, whatever. Thanks, McDonald's. Um, But there's never really a talking point on the slavery bit for the conservatives. You know, just just give that one up. Yeah. Just don't bring it up. Just don't, don't talk yeah, about don't it. Don't bring that one up. Like, it's yeah. fine. Like, yeah. Mm. Not to say it was fine, but I'm saying you don't have much. There's not much to argue about. It was a terrible thing. There ain't meat on that bone. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, 
like Tom, if 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 I was to go to your house and jerk off in your sock drawer, which I may or may not have done, you do that too. Uh, like I'm not gonna bring that up when we're hanging uh, out. I'm just gonna just let it simmer there, and you're gonna have squishy socks. Well, here's the problem. So if you did that to my sock drawer, and then my grandkid is fighting with your grandkid, like your grandkid didn't do that, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Like you you did that. The grandkid never did it. Yeah. Just so, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you could just don't do that. Did Travis's like, shit sucks. Did Travis's grandchild somehow benefit from coming a tidal wave into your sock drawer? That's a great way of phrasing now. it. We should move on though, because that seems to be something a- we yeah, could yeah. unpack for a, a while. Oh yeah, for eight episodes. Yeah. So we saw during the Bush era with uh, Rush that he flip-flop on his hawkish views a bunch. Um, during the whole Kosovo thing, during um, Clinton, he would say, bring the troops home. Why are we getting involved in other countries? Blah, 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 blah. And then when Bush moved into Iraq and Afghanistan, he was Get like, in there, boys. Get in there, boys. Put your nose in that pussy. We need to spread democracy. Yeah. The whole Bush era, he was just saying his bullshit. There's a whole... I kind of covered some of that when I was just talking about the overview of what he said. But let's get into the real mean potatoes here. Let's talk about Obama. This is what mean potatoes. Yeah, this is the uh, time to shine. You know, because eight years of Bush, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's no money to be made. What a a way to shine other than prism. (laughs) Ha ha, joke. I see. Yeah, so I mean, he shined during Clinton, and now we got Obama. And uh, let me tell you, Obama's got another thing going against him in his book because he's guess what? Obama's black. <laughs> I couldn't tell what. Well, that's what that's what uh, Rush would say. He's always used the excuse that he'd say I'm colorblind, but then he'd go on to talk about how the uh, question Obama's blackness and talk about how he hates white people. Well, think about it. When you're colorblind, like <clears throat> I'm colorblind, and sometimes I go. I don't know. That orange looks kind of green. Right, right, right. And he's just doing that, looking at pictures of Obama going to bed at night, like a little wallet-sized photo. He's just looking at it like, I don't know. He doesn't look black to me. He's actually colorblind. And I feel bad for him. <laughs> he, he's, he's like literally sitting up all night next to like a candle. He's like, ah, is he Greek? <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't tell. Well, no, Obama. he knew where he's, he knew where he was from. Because right, he was okay. one of the big proponents of the birther conspiracy. Well, that takes all the fucking wind out of my joke's sail. Thanks, Trap. No, but Cody, he would do shit like that. But he's like, Obama was definitely born in Kenya. Right, but, but then he's he'd, one of these white then, Kenya people. Yeah, then he'd question if he was black. So Rush fueled that whole, like, like Obama's born in Kenya. But sometimes he would come out with these, like, racist jokes about how hood or gangsta... Obama was, ah. and, and then other times he'd be like, you know, when it worked for me, like Obama's not even black; he's half white, right? You know, but this is like, you know, guys like Eminem gave him that ammo where he was able to like culturally go, look how hood he is, spaghetti, spaghetti, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So that was a big thing. He was constantly going off about. Uh, I mean, fuck, I didn't write that one down, but there was there was something he called him that was like. It was like Mama Jamma Obama or something. Something real like, fun for the kids. That sounds really low hanging. Yeah, like real racist, like 1930s shit. Hold and, on. I'm going to look it up. 
We're going to look up the racist bits. Don't worry. Travis, what are you sipping there? Um, a monster. Yeah, yeah. What the elaborate? Red ass monster. So there was, um, this was a fun one. I remember this one. Do you? Yeah, this was uh, Barack Hussein Kardashian. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. They also thought he was a Muslim, too. Yeah. Well, of no, course. P- personal aside, like when this was unfurling, I was in college. And every time somebody asked me, like, you know, it's just like, oh, like team building, like ask your friend where he was born. I'd be like, Hawaii. And they'd call me secret Muslim with a K in secret. <laughs> like that was my nickname for some reason. Just like secret Muslim. I'm like, no, I'm literally born from Hawaii. Fuck you. Amazing. <laughs> That's fun. Let's see. What is this? What is the um, I'm reading on the Boston Globe right now? A very upsetting opinion piece which is Rush Limbaugh wasn't funny or entertaining. He was racist. Well, that's... What? Well, why Why are those mutually exclusive? Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> why cannot he be a bit of funny, a bit of entertaining, and a touch of racist? That's it. That's it. Inclusivity here at Roast Mortem yeah. Cast. We turn no one away. As someone who's offended at almost... As someone who's almost offended at everything, I, I wouldn't say it's impossible. That's all I'm saying. Did you find the thing, Tom? Or? No, I got sucked away. I was looking at his earpiece. Uh, hold on. It's very hard. I told you, this is hard research. I just can't. You fall into rabbit holes and you just. <laughs> it's all rabbit holes. No, I, I can't find his nickname. Um, hold on. I'm surprised I'm even allowed to Google this stuff. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be on lists or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm also Googling. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I can't really find it. I did find a tweet by a guy named. Um, Mehdi Hassan. Uh, I know him. Yeah, he's like, Rush Limbaugh died. Right-wingers on Twitter are hel- are heaping praise on him. I challenge you to read the things he said about minorities, black people, gay people, women, sexual consent, torture, climate, even the January 6th attack, and find find the things to praise in there. I challenge you. Uh, uh, that's so, I have- so we obviously know that uh, Mehdi Hassan is not funny at all. I, I have Limbaugh calling... I have Limbaugh calling Obama African. Oh, yes. African was one of the things he would African, say. African's yep. fine. That's not even racist. Yeah. That's a well, portmanteau. Yeah, I'm Byrish. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, we don't even, we don't need to say, we can just say he called him the N word because we're talking about yeah. Rush Limbaugh. You let's don't just need say facts. It was, you don't need yeah, facts. Yeah, let's say it was, Fuck, I don't say know. It was too hot for podcasts. I looked, at a, I looked at a book, Rush Limbaugh called him the N word. Okay. Obama is an angry. That's as much facts you need as if you're Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> I have Obama is an angry black guy. Yeah, that's like one quarter correct. <laughs> Limbaugh compares Obama to Hitler. Oh, he liked that. He was a real. He was a big Hitler thrower. Like you think the liberals throw around like they're actually Hitler. Limbaugh was all about calling people Hitler. The conservatives double down. Easy. They like the liberals do it too freely. It's, they sprinkle it on like, and, yeah. and it's obnoxious. It's obnoxious and terrible. But then again, you, you have the conservatives that. who, when they use it, they go, "Oh, my child has to wear a mask." This is just like Auschwitz. I swear <laughs> to God, I read a book, and my kid wearing a mask is the same thing as Auschwitz. That's what they did there. Okay, so moving on. Russia is a, a racist, and he said racist things about Obama. But if there's one thing that Russia really hated, it was health care, national health care. Right. So he helped kill Hillary's push 
Hillary Clinton's push for national health care in the 90s. She kind of like tag teamed with her husband to be like, hey, that they was in the Congress. Was that was all for show. That was all for show. She well, was whatever. She was always in the pockets of big pharma. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but Obamacare. Right. And, um, that was that came out. And this maddened Rush. He had like a deep hatred for it. He loved talking about the death panels that were going to happen under Obama. You remember those? I remember that shit. Remember the death panels? Good times, God, man. They're gonna they're gonna come and kill you if they don't like you. Death squad panels or something to that effect. Well, right? I just well, I feel like Cody and I specifically remember a lot of this because we uh, an old employer of ours used to put on Rush Limbaugh in the office, and I would get yep. into very political debates with him. Luckily, he was a good sport, and Cody would just be like, I'm not going to I would lock myself into the supply closet and just <laughs> scream into the server cables yeah, yeah. while you and, like, our former employer would do this. And I'd just be like, <laughs> when's lunch? <laughs> but anyway, you remember all those death panels under Obamacare? Whoa, yes. boy. You know, the only death panel I can think of is the panel on the show, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, because those <laughs> oh, people are yeah. fucking dead from the neck up. They are. They are. He hated public and radio. They are technically sure. a panel. Yeah. Um, he also claimed that America had the best health care in the world. That's never been true, has it? So no, we, here's we the have... problem. If you understand one thing about why this argument could be made is that the money that happens and is traded here and how competitive is not for the insurance agencies because there's laws stopping them from being new ones. Why every, that's why everything's a racket. But the amount of money that they get passing around um, is unlike any other money seen around the world. That's why it doesn't reach the people, but the scientific advances within the healthcare community are the best in the country. Now, the healthcare community is probably the worst for uh, per capita financially well that's serious talk what do we do with that also that scientific research is usually government funded (laughs) a lot which is ironic yeah no a lot of times it is it's uh, but also the government's printing out it's 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 very complicated and to be staunchly on one side of the fence is like you don't have the whole picture well right so just to simplify it uh the the, uh the who uh not not david tennant uh, who <laughs> doctors who that we left? Thanks, fucking Trump. Uh, they have consistently rated the U.S. healthcare around the high thirties, from like one to thirty. So we are below about thirty or so countries on healthcare, and also the U.S. Oh. has the highest uh, infant mortality rate in the industrialized world, which is great. That's- Really? Sad. Yep. Do you think it's all the cables and uh, Walmart brand drinking water? <laughs> yeah, probably. Do you think? Do you think that has something to do with it? I don't know. I'm not a baby expert. I'm an expert so, in several things, not babies. So for Baby-making? Rush, babies, so for, no. For Rush, no abortions. Just kill them when they come out of the hospital. That's one way to look at it. Yeah, that's complicated. Now, before we get into the biggest accolade of his lifetime, let's talk about another award that Rush received uh this reward was from cpac which is the conservative political action conference a conference I thought you're gonna say nickelodeon kids choice awards but that's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> him with his like ear headphones and like hey kids 
Yeah, and he gets like slimed and it short circuits and kills him. My favorite <laughs> like a movie toaster is in a Snow Day. <laughs> was that with Cuba Gooding Jr.? So uh, no, it was a Nickelodeon. I don't even remember who was in it, but uh, I remember yeah, the commercials so were wild back then. So uh, the CPAC is heavily supported by the Heritage Foundation, something that Rush donated to, and uh, a, a very terrible organization. If you want to learn more about that, you can listen to our Coors episode, because one of the Coors brothers started the Heritage Foundation. Um, but CPAC gave Rush a made-up award called the Defender of the Constitution. Why not? I love when, like, we need to hand out more fake awards, you know? Like, I just... As far as I can tell, every award is fake. It's yeah. true. Unless, yeah. you're, unless you're winning, uh, like, a competition. Outside like of that... Like a cash prize like, or title. Yeah, like, every, every, uh, every award show for celebrities, that's all fake. They're just people making up, you're the best one at this. And usually, it's, kind of like, it's not even close. It's kind of like everyone handing out, like, honorary doctorates. It's like, hey... You did it. Yeah. Like any artist who's in the mainstream, who's received an award, they should be shot to discourage falsehoods of sorts. Yeah. I'm you making this up as I go. Award. And I feel like I'm, I want you to start a You have received an award, Tom. What? Let's, let's put them out. You have received an award. How many times can we, how many bullets can we put into Ringo Starr for holding a beat? Okay. <laughs> okay. So remember this. Defender of the Constitution. So right after he was given the award, Rush took the stage and he said the following. We believe that the preamble of the Constitution contains an unalienable truth that we are all endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, amongst them life, liberty, freedom, and the pursuit of happiness. Hmm. They're like, oh, that's nice. That's not the preamble of the Constitution. That's a declaration of independence. <sighs> I... Smell the weirdness, but there it is. And like, he also what is the preamble. He say? also randomly added freedom in there. It's life, yeah, liberty, it's, and the pursuit of happiness. They they do rules of three when they're writing important things like that. Yeah. Can you skip to the end? Did he have AIDS? <laughs> well, ask me the question. I'm right there. Oh, oh we are there? Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, Travis, how did Rush Limbaugh die of AIDS? So Rush announced on his show that he had terminal lung cancer. Now, Rush huh. was a heavy smoker. He had quit cigarettes, uh, but kept up his cigar smoking. And he had oh, always yeah. he's always said there's no scientific proof, proof that smoking causes cancer. And he stuck to that. Well, all three of us smoke, and we're all looking down the barrel of a gun. Yeah. And we know it. Yeah. Very mature of him. <sighs> so then President Trump... A huge fan of Rush Limbaugh. In fact, um, the Trump's iconic name name calling, you know, like Sleepy Joe and Crooked Crooked Hillary, Horseface. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's it's all just regurgitated Rush Limbaugh. That's all. That- that's all Rush Limbaugh. He used to just like make up names for people. Right. Yeah. And it seems like Rush got that from childhood bully, or you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like schoolyard bully vibe. And think of it like this. Rush Limbaugh was every, he was the funniest guy, okay? <laughs> Trump, Over Adam him, Sandler? Trump was funny. He said funny things, but he was closer to like Carlos Mencia funny, okay? So not. Not funny. <laughs> not funny. Uh, but he was funny because he was there. He was, he was on the front lines. 
Okay. So C- continue. So Trump presented uh, a dying Rush Limbaugh with the Presidential Medal of Freedom, like we started in the beginning of the show. That was this year or the end of last year, and it made me hurt watching that. Um, if I'm not mistaken. That's the highest honor a civilian can it is. have. It is. He, sh- he shouldn't have par- He uh, he should ask for a pardon for his death sentence. He should be right. like Trump. Can you <laughs> take me in the closet and fix me? I mean, it is the highest civilian honor that a president can give. But as I mentioned at the top of the episode, Bill Cosby is also another recipient. Right. And right. Trump also gave Tiger Woods a Presidential Medal of Freedom. Oh. Which, uh, you know, he's a great but- golf player and all. But uh, so Trump clearly isn't racist. Then, if he did that, Thank oh God. yeah. Didn't so, like didn't. Didn't Tiger Woods used to practice teeing off on his ex-wife? Wasn't that? A yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. And driving good, drunk. Good, good pun. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Dri- that. <laughs> yeah, nine driving. Nine, <laughs> driving nine iron driving. Nine iron driving drunk. Wow, this is real touchy. This is going to go over well with our listeners. So, Golf puns. So a few months later, on February seventeenth, twenty twenty-one, Rush succumbed to his lung cancer. Rush boy. The thus they probably rushed him to the hospital. Oh! Can you imagine dying from like a pulmonary embolism, and your EMT is like making this joke <laughs> while he's like checking your pupils with his pen light? Like, well, we better rush you to the hospital, <laughs> and you're just like coughing up tar. And then one guy who gets booed out of the room for trying to make a limbaugh play on words, like. <laughs> It's like, nah, you better dude. put some bomb on that limb, the limb yeah. bomb. And then he gets that's kicked. what happened. He gets kicked off the face of the planet. I'm just seeing <laughs> them like leave the ambulance door open and he slides out on the stretcher. Yeah. Could you imagine Rush Limbaugh's dead body going down Park Avenue uh, with to the sound of Peter and the Wolf? Just it's a sick ass ramp and gets super air. Kickflip, perfect balance, unloads Mike's entire load for fun. Yeah. For free, too. Well, that's actually where Mike is. They haven't buried him yet. They're just putting him on a whole bunch of skateboards and sending him out into the ocean. Yeah. Hmm. So let me ask you. You you said at the top of the episode that the reason we have uh, very unfunny people like Bill Maher and, um, you know, Stephen Colbert used to be funny. And then he stopped being funny. Well, that's the thing is like a lot of people are like, oh, if you didn't have Rush Limbaugh, then there'd be no Tucker Carlson. Like, oh, fuck Rush Limbaugh. But like, I don't find any of that shit funny, personally. I think it's like kind of just like like the political comedians that like. And the sad thing is a lot of these political comedians like John Oliver and shit like that, like they're actually doing some reporting because our news stations are so fucked that they don't report anything. Yeah, it you is know, a weird like, place we've well like comedians. But then you are have to get the like slack. then you have to get like a biased comedian's view of actual reporting, you know? Yeah, it's weird. It, it, it is also weird like I feel like he may have been the backbone of like why CNN and MSNBC like they need to push how truthful they are like to the point where you know they're lying about stuff. Like they right. will use real numbers that are true. But like, dude, the uh, the death counter for the for all of COVID, like how it took up a third of the screen for CNN, yeah. and it's like, yeah, that's a this is a crisis. Okay, it's a crisis yeah. needs to be handled. 
whatever. You want to say shit about Trump doing it wrong. Totally fair. But like to have it a t- like a ticker, like it's the fucking Super Bowl and getting off on how truthful that is. is High scores. Is absolutely sickening. And it well, has to do with like the response to guys like Rush Limbaugh going so far the other direction. Well, one of the one of the I thought this was actually kind of funny in like a fuck you where like people didn't notice. But obviously, Rush Limbaugh was friends with Roger Ailes, who we could probably also roast. Roger Ailes was the guy who started Fox, which was basically just taking Rush Limbaugh's show and making it into like a 24 hour news network. He was the mad TV of conservative outlets. Yeah, but in the intro to like the original Fox like news, like the original news, it said fair and balanced. Right, right. And that was a direct quote from the fair act that I talked about that was canceled. Like it was like must have fair Ah. and balanced news. And they purposely put that in the intro to be like, ha, not even. Wow. Wow. That's fun. Look, um, this has been a great episode. Maybe some people weren't into the political end of it. I am honestly kind of sick of politics, but I'm guilty of feeding into it when it's around me. I don't know. I'm human. Dude, I'm just fun. saying. I'm just saying. I don't like any of these people like that do the right. Like fuck Rachel Maddow. Like fuck Bill Maher. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't yeah. care either way. You know, like to me, it's not even so much politics. Obviously, you know, I'm left leaning, but like I don't give a shit. It's just an- annoying. I just want the news. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's why you come here like, to Rose Mortem, where uh, it's almost like where uh, Cody is upset that we're talking about this for so long. It hurts. But I feel like the news should almost be just like do a biography of this day for like the planet Earth. I don't need any opinions. Just tell me what happened. Unfortunately, the whole 24 hour news cycle, which everyone's doing now, um, nothing is really happening. It's all just people saying, Huff pieces. as I mentioned yeah. before, why? Why do I have Lin-Manuel Hamilton? Uh, apologizing for not having a proper ratio of black people in a Hispanic, Spanish heavy movie. Like, what's yeah. the point? What do we apologize? Like what, what um, Billy Eilish says th- the CH word. Okay. <laughs> what's the CH word? It's, it's what our parents called Chinese food. Oh, uh, well, she said that. Yeah, apparently. Huh. I don't know. She's not smart. She's an artist. I mean, she's I, also I like bet there's a lot of Chinese. Yeah, I bet there's a lot of Chinese food that had their feelings hurt from that. Yeah, right? Don't call my egg rolls that. (laughs) You're going to love my Confucius episode. I'm going to put that on BBC. I'm going to send that to Have Your Say. Oh, please do, Tom. That that, that came out last week, but... uh... Just, let's, just, let's actually send that to like BBC or some shit. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why don't we start sending our podcast to random people? Customer yeah. service all over. Huffington Post. <laughs> um, so that's the show, dogs. Uh, I am Dang. going to next roast I do. I need to bathe myself in historical oils. So I'm going to go get history because this was this was yeah. too this was too a little fresh. Too fresh for me. I like them fucking bonesy. Mummy. Yeah, because you, you like know mummies. they won't fight back. Yeah. We're still talking about doing McAfee. We're going to figure out how to do that, if we want to do that. He's too much of a hero of mine. Maybe I'll just carry a grant the whole time. I don't know. <laughs> but either way, thanks for listening to Rose Mortem. It's a show. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. If you didn't pick that up, if you made it this far, um, 
Cody, any final words about your politics? Uh, they exist. I have them. I share them with myself. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I don't like politics. All right. I, here, let me just wrap mine up real quick. Uh, my, my opinions on politics are extremely strong, but I would give up my right to vote for like $40 probably. Okay. How about a cream cheese bagel? I'm, All right, let's do it. I'm if if you, if somehow there was a cross between communism and monarchy, that's what I want. Uh, complete opposites. But go to Russia. You know, go to Russia. Conarchy. Conarchy. Okay. Uh, with that, yeah, I like that. Like I, I just started rapping, and then we're back in it. All right, I'm actually rapping. Thanks for listening to the show. It. You should go to Patreon.com/slash/RoseMortemCast or excuse me, uh, Rosemadem. Rosemadem. Rosemortemcast.com. Yep. 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 It's a website that could be found on the internet. Um, <laughs> Maybe. So do that. Guys, thank you, Shane. Thank you. Cankle Shane. My cankles you, Shane. are on fire, dog. Cankle Shane. <laughs>